Tolbert. Is, not, is it going to be calling in? Did you see the Instagram photo? No, what is it? He's like trout fishing already, and Katie's like got a fire, and they're doing like boutique, bougie, like foil packet food stuff. Well, Tolbert assured me that he has somebody. Oh, wow. Yeah, I see it. To take his place this week. And hold on, I'm getting a phone call. Uh, it's from a block number. That just Do I good. answer this? I don't think so. I always answer. I would. I would you always answer? I, I'm weird like that. Hello? Ding dong, motherfucker. Open the door. Oh, my. <laughs> he would. Uh, welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a professional wrestling podcast. Uh, this week, uh, I am joined by Cookie, yeah, uh, Big Mike, woo, and unfortunately, Tolbert couldn't be here today, so Aww. he sent in a replacement, a replacement that uh, would have been on my my uh, the, the end of my list of people to call to give him a replacement. Uh, Zane Dawson, unfortunately, yes. Hey, as a matter of fact, hold on, Tolbert, this is for you, bro. <laughs> Listen, we're going to do the fucking high spot, and it's going to be great, man. Listen, all right? It's over. I'm not going to let you down. Aaron, I turned baby face, dude. You're not. No, but, but, you're supposed to be my friend. Like, but what you're the, still, like, hating on me as how? a baby face. Tober reached out to me and needed help. And I don't know what match you've got. You know so like, I know what match I have, I, and that's all you need to fucking worry about, Aaron. So how am I going to be prepared going into this? Listen. Just, you're just like these new school fucking pieces of shit. I thought you okay? were going to go back into conspiracy theories. No, we're getting there. Don't fucking get me wrong. <laughs> Let me get my fucking point out. <laughs> you're just like these new school fucks that need to have everything planned out for you. Just That's fucking right. wing it, man. That's right. Wing the shit, okay? Wing the shit. And then all you literally Zane, have you to fucking do is just wing the shit, man. You don't know how much I truly wing this okay. show well, to begin with. Guess what, Tolbert? We're winging this motherfucker, bro. I'm completely unprepared. I haven't even, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to do the high spot. I watched the wrong match this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. You'll see. Hey, I'll just say some monumentally, monumentally? Yes. Monumentally. I'm talking like Tobert now. Yes. Huh. <laughs> monumentally, historical fucking shit is going to happen on this podcast. That's right. We're and gonna... only I know about it. Okay. All right. I'm excited. All right, so continue with the fucking podcast. Spit man. out your gum because that's all I'm hearing in the, uh, okay. the microphone. You got something for me to put it in? No, it's all called right. a trash can, and we'll then go sanitize your hands. I put it in the spit bottle. <laughs> all right, we're good. Put it on the cap of your. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Two Dollar Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. Uh, so Zane, uh, what's happening, brother? <laughs> Good day. Aaron, Aaron's not winging it very well so far. I know, right? <laughs> You're not covering it up, Aaron. Shit. All right. So, so uh, this week I popped a bubble. I I got to go to a cookout. Cookie, why are you laughing already? Yeah. Because I just imagine you, Aaron. You are you are like neon white. That's so right. I imagine you being the only white guy at a black cookout. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Can well, I what tell you what the menu was? Yes, please. And can I tell you, and, and the more I, I speak, uh, the more Cookie's going to be like, oh, my God, Aaron really went there. 
So yep. we had mustard greens. I'm all about some mustard greens, some rice. We, <laughs> yeah. we had yeah. uh, macaroni and cheese, uh, yeah. like the good macaroni and cheese. What, yep. what cookie? No, no, no. I'm just I'm agreeing with you. Yep. And for the, the main event, we had oxtails. Oh, <laughs> shit. Cookie's <laughs> losing it. He just he just oh, you went to a real cookout. Yeah, yeah, he just spit his drink out. Shit, Aaron. So we had oxtails, man. I, I was in heaven. It was so good. Did you feel bloated at all? Oh, my God, dude. I I, uh, I was a little bloated well, afterwards. that's what the greens are for. They're just running through you. Luckily, <laughs> luckily, I was smart about the stuff, and I took some heartburn medicine before I got there. I knew <laughs> what my, my life in, entailed, you know? So we had all this, and then I just got ragged on for uh, a whole two hours being yes. the only white guy there. Yes. But I proved myself when her father turned on music and was like, what you know about this? And I'm like, mm, that's actually uh, the Gap Band from 1978. No way. Charlie. And like, so I was just like naming off music left and right. The best thing, right? So the best thing, her father is a huge professional wrestling fan, was at Legion Stadium the night that Terry, or not Terry Funk, that Ric Flair got in the plane crash and they're like, where's, where's Rick? Where's Rick? They, he was at that event at Legion Stadium. That's awesome. That's His crazy. two favorite wrestlers of all time, Sting. Actually, her, her father is a lot like, like Tolbert. Sting and Undertaker. So, like, <laughs> how about that? I was wearing a Terry Funk t-shirt uh, that I got uh, from the mail this week, an officially licensed Terry Funk t-shirt. So, I am actually paying Terry. Yes, Cookie. Did the electric slide come on at all? We, why would the electric? We are not. Uh, what are you talking about? Come on at all. Yeah, any of these songs are very valid for cookouts. No, 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 no. That, that was, this, was, this was an indoor cookout. It was too hot outside. So you oh, did or did oh, not okay. do the hustle? I did not do the hustle. We, we did listen to some 80s R&B. Uh, I, I impressed with my knowledge of Heavy D and the boys. And uh, <laughs> Wow. If Cookie had a band, it would be Heavy C and the Boys. Uh, <laughs> and Zane and Dave would be my guys. <laughs> heavy C and the Boys. Yeah, yeah, Heavy C and the Boys. It's Heavy C and the Boys. So, uh, yeah, other than that, I had a good week. How has Charlotte been, uh, Cookie? It's been awesome, man. I've been exploring. I went to, uh, went to go do some disc golf. You're <laughs> like a disc golf savant now. I do. I love it, man. No, Aaron, Aaron went to a black no cookout, and Aaron or a cookie went and did a very white thing. Like <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that movie, Trading Places, starring Eddie Murphy. Freaky Friday, one of the others. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not athletic enough for disc golf, so let, let, let's just throw that out there. How was disc golf? What did you shoot? Uh, I shot a nine, but that place was—I mean, it was like an, a professional course. So <laughs> it was cool, professional though. Professional disc golf player—they have those. Yeah, dude, of course. There are people Dave, that shoot. You never played disc golf? Hell no, I ain't never played no disc golf. <laughs> Why not, man? Because I don't know where to fucking play disc golf. Yeah, exactly. Where, how do you find a disc golf location? Well, he, you uh, go on the Google, and then you type in disc golf. <laughs> don't, don't be a smartass, because yeah. And then Arrowhead Park will pop up. There no, you go. That's one. There you go. All right. All right. Mike uh, went out there and uh, played some socially distanced uh flag football this weekend balled out balled out of doctor? control tell me about your um <laughs> it's, is that possible it, no it, it, tell me about your uh your experiences today on the field i i mean what about them like it was, we went two and one it's five on five 
contact flag football. It's a little weird. Contact sounds like uh, were you wearing a mask? Uh, no. Okay, so you were okay. So you were now exposing me to the virus, is what uh, you're correct. telling me. Oh, okay, um, but essentially, you know, put this it, mask on cookie har- harkens me back to my roots. I was playing offensive line. I was hitting a three-step drop on these people and just throwing them out of the way, mowing them down. Do you think that I could go out there and play with Absolutely you guys? Absolutely not. Why not? Because you're not athletic enough. Uh, but defensively, I could do it. Now, Cookie's putting his mask de- de- on. Defensively, you're not tackling still. You're still got to pull in a flag. See what I got recruited to be on this team. I get a Facebook message out of nowhere. They say, hey, we need an athletic guy who can block and catch. I said, you're speaking my language. And we all know, Aaron, that your girlfriend doesn't think you're athletic. No, she (laughs) apparently not. What do you know? That looks like a pair of whitey tighties that you've cut up. uh, Hey, don't shame his fucking mask use. Why are you hating, man? Now, listen, you just disrespected your new guest and didn't even ask me what the fuck I did over the damn week. Zane, what did you do? All right, I'm going to tell you what I did. (laughs) All right, look, I played fucking high contact motherfucking Call of Duty Warzone, <laughs> and I fucking got first place. Me and Dave fucking was murking people, dog. It was great. I got a lot in, man. I'm, I'm, I've, I've completely unlocked all the Battle Pass shit, and I'm done with it pretty much. So you, basically, when, when the quarantine started, I remember you were like, hey, does anybody have an Xbox One? Yeah, or a PlayStation or, or, or a Switch that I can get. So yeah. you've gone from zero to hero in about three months. Yes. I, th- I'm a, I think I'm a third, uh, third star uh, corporal general fucking <laughs> colonel, something like that. I, I'm actually, I'm very proud of you, Zane. Hey, man, 144 rank, bro. Get on my level. Now, is that, would that be, um, what is your technique? Are you, are you hiding out? Are you going to be the same guy that, that's camping? Or no, what, man, what do you- in plunder, you get money. You kill people that got money. That's the name of the game. If you're running from the gas, you go where the gas is not at. So if, if you're running from the gas, that's your ass is, yeah. is, is, is what I'm hearing yeah. here. Get you, look, the stimulus BR is out right now. <laughs> uh, Call of Duty sponsored $2 steak, okay? This week. Um, I, I'm, I'm not sure that we're big enough. This week, uh, we're sponsored by Call of Duty uh, Warfare. Uh, if you would like to give your boy uh, Zane Dig on my, on my Xbox, uh, give me some free fucking CP coins, man. What, what's, your, what's your name? Zane Dig. So it's Capitals. not Zane Dig like the, the guy that owns CZW? No, no, fuck no. Fuck CZW. CZW, man. My brother fucking fucked DJ hot up, bro. Oh, well, that, yeah. really? Yeah, I got a video, man. He he, he got him shook. They probably ain't going to like me bringing that up, but fuck him, you know? Well, you guys are Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. You guys are Facebook. Yeah, we are Facebooks. <laughs> yeah, darn it. sure are Facebooks. <laughs> oh, my God. How many? How many? Tobert, I'm doing this for you, dog. I told you. I think Zane's talked more than Tobert does to his well, Sorry, because, entire Because episode. Tobert hasn't watched his match <laughs> by the time that he comes inside. He also steps inside stoned out of his mind. He, he comes in really high, so he's just trying to, like, gather himself, and he's trying. It's a real struggle to count syllables when you're high and you're completely just not prepared. Dude, so, I'm I agree. doing my haikus off the dome. In, in memory, memoriam. You see, I'm fucking up my words. I'm trying to do them right here. All right, well, I, I got you. I, I'm really excited to see what match you have. Oh, and, and you, Aaron, you're going to be excited when I do my review. All right. All right. So let, let's talk about some professional wrestling.
All right. For the heat with Big Mike, Mike, you have got uh, a one Richard Flair against a one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Tell me about your match. Woo! NWA Heavyweight Championship, Chicago, February 20th, 1989. All right. So this is Chi-Town Rumble. Okay. Was, I, I, I love so, this was, match. The video just jumps right in a little bit, so yeah. you don't get a lot, a lot of lead in. I don't know who's on commentary. I don't know a lot of things about this. These are all things I picked up um, throughout it. Uh, you know, Richard Flair. Yeah, and, Richard. We like to call him Richard by Ricky, his, his Christian Ricky, name. I call him Dick. Me and dude, him dude, I was going to say, we got two big dicks in the ring here. That's right. Um, I don't know. I, I don't want to butcher – the quality of the match with a very poor review. So I, I kind of really just concise and consolidated my thoughts. Okay. It's, I mean, 24 minutes are just amazing. Um, Some would say that, that these series of matches between Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat in that period, that trilogy is considered by like wrestling purists as the greatest professional wrestling matches JR of all says. time. It's JR's favorite match. Of so all time. when, um, uh, no, but while you're talking, slide me some of those chewy sprees that oh, you got there. Are they chewies? <laughs> are they chewies? Are they chewies? Um, so what was the deal with NWA at this time? Like, were they big? Were they small? So, I mean, obviously, they're filling out the kind of stadium like that. And so this was like at the tail end of the Jim Crockett era. Um, so TB- was that JR on the mic then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So TBS was right about, uh, like, they were just about to get, be bought out by Ted Turner at that time. And it was like that transition period. It, it was a little weird, but they were getting money infused in them from Ted Turner. All right. Well, uh, it jump, jumps to the ring before it starts. Richard Flair is looking thick. Dude is stacked. Hair is stacked. Yes. This, this might be the best Ric Flair I've seen in terms of physique. And it honestly worked right, too. Like, he just – He's at the top of his game. He's a stallion, man. Steamboat, too, man. It's just, like, looks like – I didn't get a chance to Google Ricky Steamboat and what he looks like now, but – I think I, I think he, he has aged really well. I was gonna say I yeah, I feel like he could probably I know nothing about him. Just about like you know looking at him in the ring and how he worked and how he probably takes care of himself. I bet he could probably work right now. Oh yeah, he. What was that dude right- from the last week? Oh, oh a, a bullet. Um, no, uh, action Mike Jackson. Yeah. Yes, I would love to see an action Mike Jackson Ricky Steamboat match. He Ricky. had a match. Uh, Ricky had a match against Jericho at WrestleMania. You remember yeah, that? It was like a six man or an eight man or something. But he was. They were talking about bringing him back because he was like throwing deep arm drags. He arm drug uh, arm drug uh, Charlie Dreamer at training one day, just like it was like he was still and, wrestling. And then so the first half of this match is just high highest quality wrestling you can see. Um, again, I don't know the names of the moves and all this other bullshit, but all I know is what I was watching, I was enjoying, yeah. right? So about halfway in is when we started getting into like Rick getting his heat and all this sort of stuff. And, and what I liked about this and I, what I liked kind of about this style and timeline or um, era in wrestling is you don't need like crazy Canadian destroyers. You don't need – all you need is a figure four. Mm-hmm. So Rick – gets steamboat into a figure four and as soon as he starts setting it up the crowd is going wild it's chicago it's a huge wrestling town but they are fucking nuts and 
they, he maintained this figure four, and, you know, he's the dirtiest player in the game, right? Mm-hmm. So the referee is checking on Ricky Steamboat, and Rick's grabbing those ropes and torquing it up. Right. Yes. And the referee's checking on Steamboat, Rick's grabbing those ropes and torquing it up. And just to get his heat like that in just such a simple way, they like the visuals were great. The referee's doing an awesome job, like acting worried and all this sort of stuff. And oh, that was uh, that was Tommy Young, yeah. right? Yeah. It was, was, was the, the ref- third. Was this the third of their three matches? Or- God, I, let me look that I, up I would, before I you assume, call me yeah, out on yeah, yeah, I, I would assume it was not. Based, yeah, I, based I on think, the ending. Yeah, the ending. It's so, just crazy. So, you, under, you understand where you're standing at right now, huh? You understand who you're talking? You're talking to God right now. Sorry, 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 sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. That? Go ahead. That was that was him talking to Jay Lethal, man. That shit is great. Sorry. Dude, all go I know ahead. is at that point, Rick is getting his heat, but he's also getting a lot of a crowd applause. Like people just love Rick Flair. People love Steamboat. Yeah. Um, and I think like that was obviously the turning point in the match. Steamboat was kind of fighting from underneath the rest of the time because he's selling his leg. He's working his. Rick had worked his leg. At one point, Rick does a cross body to Steamboat that goes over the top rope, and they both kind of fall down. Commentary, Jared does an amazing job of the, the camera angle didn't show it very well, and they're saying how you know Steamboat's leg rolled up under him, Flair landed on his head, all this sort of stuff. I love it, man. Um, and there, it was just from start to finish, but then particularly in this kind of mid to end, like late, later part segment, like everybody is on point. Yeah. The wrestlers are on point. The referee's on point. Yeah. Commentary's on point. And the fucking wrestling fans are on oh. point. They are screaming. They're hollering. I'm telling you, when Ric Flair put, in, put him in that first figure four, place about lit up. Yeah, dude. So hype. Um, you know, later on, you know, we're getting kind of – it's getting faster pace. We're getting what you can feel is going to be the end. Um, we get a ref bump. So, Steamboat – does this like top rope or corner post chop? Mm-hmm. What was that? First what was that called? His, Just the big chop off the like where a, it comes off. No, it was a double axe handle. No, no, it wasn't like a. It, it was it wasn't like a samurai chop. It was like some kind of like ninja's mm-hmm. thing. <laughs> He'd chop him in the top of his yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, so he does that. He goes back up. Goes for like this like cross body off the thing, and. Tommy Young, did you say his name was? Tommy Young. Mm-hmm. The uh, referee takes this ref bump, and you get the classic kind of like Steamboat's got him pinned for clearly more than three seconds. Right. Rick gets Steamboat, clearly pinned for more than three seconds. And just the way that you can kind of see, you're like, all right, well, th- I know where this is going. Rick's probably going to get something good. Yeah. So they have this little back and forth. Commentary's like, well, are they going to get another ref out here? <laughs> Steamboat goes for another top rope thing misses smacks his face the second or third time in the match that he actually missed mm-hmm. bring it back and you can tell it's wearing down wearing him down rick goes for the figure four and then holy shit steamboat rolls him up into a small package i popped yes. like a motherfucker watching this i was like holy oh. shit yes <laughs> let's go yes i was literally sitting on my thing i was watching i was like Oh shit! Yes, it's beautiful. <laughs> it was awesome. It's yeah, it was, it was. It was so such a good, good. Yeah, it was so it's good. Beautiful. I was so happy with it. That's when it's done right. When you have and that's that, where, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, of course, you no, know, Ric Flair's gonna just win it in there. Right, and it, right. And I was like, there we go. But see, that's what it does. Like, it makes yeah. people like you know what's going on in yeah. wrestling, but you watched it and pop big. I got goosebumps right now. I'm not even joking. <laughs> yeah. From you reacting that way to it. Like, that's what the wrestling's supposed to do is make 
anybody feel that. Right. Yeah. I love it. Sorry. And so, no, you're good, man. Um, I just through and through 24 minutes. Normally I shit on the air and forgive me long matches because I don't have any time in my busy ass day. But I know when you like a good story and there was such a good story in this match that I figured that, that you would appreciate it. I did. I, I thoroughly appreciated it. Um, again, they, I, I joked well, a couple weeks ago about flying Brian. Look at the fuck he's in. It doesn't right, fly. Right. Both of these men wrestled to their namesake. I don't know exactly what a dragon does or how it would wrestle, but Ricky the Dragon Steamboat <laughs> yeah. did it. Yes. Okay. Right. Ric Flair, dirtiest player in the game. Like, yes, Ric Flair is a dirty motherfucker. Yes. I like they earned their namesakes. And I, again, I don't know exactly how or why, but. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Oh, you got to watch the second and third one. Now. So yeah, so that was the first to, yeah. in the trilogy. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the second and third. They're all great. And and this is this is the other thing I want to talk about. You know, you can have a twenty four minute knockout, drag out, quality wrestling match, and you don't need to do flippy shit. You don't right. need to do crazy wild stuff. Where is that today in today's wrestling, Aaron? Sitting right here. Sitting right the fuck here and over here. I, know, Zane, I think I might have seen you trying to practice some moon songs. Nah, bro. Dave tries to dive out the ring and shit. <laughs> I, don't, I told Dave, I said you're gonna have to do that shit every match. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I keep my foot on the ground. I learned that shit, dude. Right? All in all, man, awesome, awesome job everywhere in every way. Good. I am so glad that you. I was a little scared that you were going to shit on this match. Why? Yeah. I, I don't Why know. would I shit on this match? I was just a little scared. I, there was, there was a little. the time limit situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it was a little longer, and I, it, you have shadowed me before. <laughs> and the very first match was Ric Flair against someone, and he shat on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. That, he was, that was a fucking terrible match. No. <laughs> All right, Mike, give me uh, your social media update. Our social media. Uh, Tolbert's not here to defend himself, but good job, Tolbert. You have gained one follower, <laughs> 133. The only post Tolbert had this week was Travis's art at T, Travis RT. Um, and you know what? I will give Tolbert credit. The, the post to go along with it was actually really good. I li- yesterday, I literally texted him that picture I put in the group chat and gave him – a, uh, a a caption squad goals it was a picture of jimmy hart and his crew yeah, right yeah. and i told him to post it Tober, because it was a Tober, funny picture Tober was full on Asheville mindset he had his car packed and he wrote back he said lol squad goals ha <laughs> ha oh i just saw it in the group chat awesome and i thought that that was going to be his one chance that i gave him content to post on the thing but no he's, he's too busy looking at trout but uh, it was a good post though right his yeah See? Yeah. It, it works. <laughs> let him fucking fly. Yeah. Aaron. yeah. It, you know what? Okay. This is more his niche than mine, so we will continue to let him do his thing. Twitter this Yeah, week. Cookie. Aaron, that picture that she posted that said squad goals, who was that? So that, that was uh that was Jimmy Hart that and Kevin Sullivan, maybe the Assassins and like one other hand me the the, the magazine. I, I do not know who the other two were. But it, it was Jimmy Hart's group. I think it was from Memphis back in the day. Gotcha. Sorry, right. Mike. This week on Twitter, uh, by the way, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at number two dollar steak underscore for all your fun wrestling memes and jokes and things. Um, this week on Twitter, our push to 300 is close. Oh, it's so close. So close. <laughs> we are sitting at 299. We're right uh, at the climax. We're the, right there. But you know what? We're going to. 
I feel like we're going to get a pullback because some of the followers we got this week speak zero English and probably don't understand <laughs> what we were talking about. But that is because we got a retweet from Bold Nakano. Yes. Cookie is, is doing uh, air fist bumps right Tell now. Tell me how you Tell did it. Right. Uh, so I, I was just like, I, I follow a lot of stuff. I look at a lot of pictures of, of wrestling. I found this awesome picture of Bull Nakano full on looking like the Joshi queen that she is. Her hair was five feet tall if it was a mile. All right, so Bull Nakano, full <laughs> Joshi look. She was looking like a badass queen that she is. And I decided to write, <laughs> Bull Nakano is our queen. Hashtag Just, a bunch of stuff. Hashtag and a bunch of stuff. You know why? Because Bull Nakano is... Of the people, she will retweet, not retweet, she'll like. She's liked several of our posts. This is our first retweet we've gotten from Bull Nakano. We got five retweets. We got 46 likes, two comments. For a grand total of 289 engagements and 2,400 impressions. Hell yeah. But let's all be real for the real reason why she retweeted that is because she knows your boy Cookie, big C, heavy C in the boys. <laughs> Are talking about her every week. That's all she likes. Look at Cookie smiling. He knows. I love, I love Bull Nakano. Look at him. She and she knows it too. So she's like, she, I'm so, gonna shoot my shot with Cookie, even though, <laughs> even, though even though dying would fucking and, kill. And Bull honestly, Nakano. this was Probably. one of our better weeks on Twitter. We had like three posts, two posts, I think. Uh, we had that one, and then I had the between George South sending Terry Funk a picture of your birthday cake and right. Bull Nakano retweet. We're on top of the world with the Keith Lee two belts. Um, that actually did kind of well too. So, so we confirmed that it was in fact sent to Terry Funk. Terry Funk, not a texter. His uh, children got the text and showed it to him. We don't know his reaction yet. So, stay tuned. Hopefully, we'll hear something from Terry. Yeah, we're we're waiting on the response. Maybe we can uh, work with George a little bit and get George to uh, to give it as a get us a phone interview with old Terry. Oh, he will. He's done a, a couple things with some local oh, guys around town, like on really? Zoom. Really, yeah. Terry? Oh my God, that would be your the book. Great. Your book. <laughs> worry about whenever terry came down they were eating bojangles biscuits it was the most beautiful thing oh oh let me let me talk to my buddy over here <laughs> um it's and shits this week aaron uh can you go ahead and because i didn't get the dm can you go ahead and read the dm yeah, yeah that we yeah, got this on. week give me a second i, I forgot that we were going to talk about this so we got a uh, uh a guy named david shawcraft wrote People with disabilities and medical conditions should be exempt from wearing masks, you sick, vile scumbag. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Why? Why? I mean, like, bro, if you're going in the store, just put a damn mask on real quick. Ain't, ain't Nobody's telling you to fucking sleep with Dude, it. Dude, I went to Home Depot yesterday. Everybody had a mask on. Yeah, I just, dude. like, I, I felt good about it. It was pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Come on, man. It's it's not a fucking hard. No. But anyway. You just literally, yeah. I, I'll give you. I got a fucking box of 100 of them. I got a really sweet one this week, a Mill Maskers mask. Oh, uh, that's yeah. pretty sick. I'll draw uh, mine on this fucking little hospital one. <laughs> But fucking still, man, wear a damn mask. Wear a damn mask. Aaron, what was his name? Uh, Shawcroft. David Shawcroft. Fuck David Shawcroft. You've been big, big Mike's shit list. Shit list. <laughs> Terrible. We've right. got to get this timing down. So it, it, let's, let's practice this one more time, Cookie. Okay. I would say as soon as you say Big Mike's 
When we say mics is when you say shit list and see if we can get this timing down right. All You've right. made big, big mics, mics shit, shit list. list. God, God damn it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the strong style, Cookie, you have got uh, Manami Toyota against Aja Kong. Tell me a little bit about your match. Uh, Aaron, I saw you look down at your phone. You Do you know how to pronounce her name? I, I, no, I don't. Uh, Call him one? out, Is Cookie. Is it Aja Kong? Call him out, Cookie. Fuck him. I think it's Aja. 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 Aja Kong. Listen, I'm going to start this podcast off very strong. Did you hear how the announcer enunciated their names? It was the funniest thing. He said, Manami Toyota. (laughs) (laughs) And and he did the same exact thing with Aja Kong, just like, from Japan, Aja Kong. It sounds like the rabbi from one of those Mel Brooks <laughs> yes. It was the, I don't know. It was just the funniest thing. I giggled. I popped a little bit for it. Anyway, I had no clue who Toyota was, but I know she makes wonderful cars. I have one myself. <laughs> I'm already biased about who should win. All right. Aja Kong, I've seen her before at like, uh, I think at AEW Battle Royal or something like yep. that. She's a massive lady. She's older now, but this was back in 92, one, something like that. Are you drinking over there? Modelo, son. Yeah. Yeah, you already know. Anyway. Uh, now, she, now, Aja Kong doesn't have anything on the second love of my life, Bull Nakano. <laughs> the first one being Finn Balor, of course. Pause. <laughs> Second love being Darby Allen. Third being uh, <laughs> Bo Nakano. Yeah, the fourth one was Sarah Logan, but we're not going to talk about that. Me and Tolbert I, got I just noticed you didn't pause on the Darby Allen. You should have double paused on Darby Allen. <laughs> oh, do- oh, shit, my bad. Double, double pause, triple pause. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about entrance music. Okay. Yeah, Toyota- I, there was some weird entrance music. It was. Toyota came out with some like very standard like manga, anime music. Yes. Blah, whatever. Aja Kong comes out to like some super metal hip hop. I was bobbing my head to it. It was weird. You didn't. You hated it. I love. No, I didn't it. hate it. I didn't. I did not say that I hated. I enjoyed it. But it was definitely. It was kind of different music, and there was like a little like a little island feel to it. Kind of. I'm, I, I don't, I'm bobbing my head to it right now. Away, <laughs> away, away, away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aja Kong's a badass. She might have the best thing music ever. I'm sorry. Um, let's Better than the- Batista? Ooh. Batista is amazing. We'll have a- right. That's another discussion for a different time. Yeah. Pause. Gotta, gotta get that, uh, that drink, the Modelo in. Gotta get it in. Especial, baby. Aaron, are you going to start it? Start the countdown. No, He's giving you the key. I saw it. I saw it twice, Cookie. Cookie, that's been your cue uh, to say something. I thought that you... <laughs> Cookie's top four, number one. Jesus. <laughs> God, what's... All right, what's one move 
in wrestling that looks benign, but it's actually pretty risky to take. I'm gonna ask that to Zane. Zane, can you tell me? Can you repeat the question? Uh, what's one wrestling move that looks like it's benign, like just like very easy to take, but it's actually pretty risky to actually take? Uh, body slam. Really? Yeah, man. Like if you, I mean, you can anything. You can. I. I mean, I. Th- there's a guy that blew his peck out trying to rock bottom me. You know what I mean? Like all wow. of them. I remember somebody taking a stunner at uh Yeah. Was it you or no, was it, it was Dave? My, my my I think my brother was stunning everybody. It was and, him and Cold Cash. Yeah, and he like fucked his back up. <laughs> landing wrong on his ass. But like I mean, like, are you talking about like finish moves or what do you mean? I'm just talking about standard moves. Just, I mean, he just wants to know. He's a he's a curious of, cook. Sorry. <laughs> A bi curious. I mean, curious okay. whoa, 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 whoa. Pause. Pause that, Aaron. Yeah, what the hell? Aaron, you know what? You're not inviting my cookout when I have one. Am <laughs> <laughs> I cookie? Do you know how to cook oxtails yeah. yet? Oh, I, yeah. I'm pretty Sweet. sure that you don't graduate from scrambled eggs like you have been cooking to, to oxtails in just one hey, man. He made fucking air fried jumbo shrimp and that shit looked you, banging. You, you can't make, you can't make uh, air fried oxtails, is what I'm saying. No, you can't air fry the oxtails. But believe <laughs> no. me, I know what I'm doing in the kitchen. All right. Anyway. anyway. Uh, for me, I was going to say the most risky move that looks like is the most risky move to take looks like the sunset flip because Aja Kong took two of them and less than two minutes into the match. And like, depending on how fast your opponent snaps your back in like this modified power bomb, it makes a whole world of a difference to me. Like it's hard to brace for that impact just from an outsider's opinion. So watching Aja Kong take it, I was just like, she might have a concussion within the first minute of this match. Yeah. And, and, and like Manami is is going like a house on fire in these early second goings of this match. Yes. And she has got like a very fast tempo and she really went fast and yeah. on those sunset flips. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a testament to Toyota because what she did was she kept the pace going fast as she could. And what Aja Kong is just going to do to counteract that, which is the smartest thing instead of, you know, having someone do all these high flying moves, you ground them, ground and pound. Oh. You hold them down. You put all that freaking body weight on her. You can you definitely just... fuck somebody up from a sunset flip. I will say that. <laughs> you can <laughs> definitely fuck somebody up from a sunset flip. Yeah. That is and there's a lot of torque on that. Like yeah, the neck, the the whip on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you but, said, if the guy taking it and whatever, whatever, if it doesn't work out right, you can really get fucked up. So when, when you're taking a sip from your drink cookie, is that is that now my cue that, to go to the next number? Is that... Yes. Hell yeah. All right, number two. So a great story is being told here. Aja Kong is working the back. She's finally got her opponent. She's ground and pounding. Uh, now, let me point out that Aja Kong probably weighs as much as I do. 200 pounds? 245. I think she weighs 245. She, she might she be a little bit bigger than you, I, I think. Like she, she's Hey, a Cookie, I say if she weighs as much as you do, she's a cold 215, dog. Hey, that's what I'm talking <laughs> about, Zane. Smelt Cookie over there. That's what I'm talking about. Aaron, how much you weigh? Uh, 220. 220. Someone pull the scale out. Pull the scale oh, out. I, it. <laughs> pull the scale. I put it underneath the chair. Pull the scale out. Anyway. That's what uh, he left for me. Like yeah. he, he, he didn't give me my Miracle Violence Connection DVD back. He left his scales. Yeah. I also kept his Wrestling Society X DVD. God yeah. 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 Yes. Luke Cox is on there. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Toyota is what? Toyota's probably a uh, buck 45, maybe. 
seeing Kong just sit on her back and deliver the cl- camel clutch, walls of Jericho. I know it's a work, but like, damn, that looked painful. Yeah, have that much body weight on top of you. Um, let's see here. What I didn't expect out of Toyota was for her to leap to the top rope in one jump, flawlessly hit a crossbody. I popped. I said, "Oh damn! I've seen. I've never seen a woman do that before. Never." She's she athletic. was very impressive throughout the whole match. She is a phenomenal athlete, and I want to see more of her matches. Toyota, like, we, we see Nakano, we see Akira. Mm-hmm. We're watching those matches. They're perfect heels. Like, they're great, just badasses in the ring. Yeah. Toyota is a great underdog, babyface kind of character. Yeah. She's this character that, like, she's a little undersized when going against somebody like Nakano or, or Kong, but it, it's a very fun, like, she's a fired-up person, and she is just really good about that sort of stuff. And, it's, I mean, she's really easy to get behind. She is, like you said, the underdog. She's going to work as hard as she can. And that build-up to that match, because, I mean, it started off very slow, as it should. Aja Khan's going to wear her down. But once you see Toyota, like, start to get her bearings and start to work, yeah, the crowd just popped. The crowd was – they wanted to see Manami – win this match and i don't know if it was for the title or not but so it was a tournament and and this was the first round of a tournament but i think they had history together um one of the cool things and i wish i knew japanese i i'm i think i'm going to start taking a uh duolingo duolingo (laughs) for japanese because she yelled something in the middle of the uh boston crab or and she you can tell that she's like, nah, fuck this. I am not giving up right now. And she yells it and the whole crowd pops. And I yes. I really want to know what she said because she was and she was very vocal throughout the entire match. She was. She, I, I in my head she was talking a lot of shit to call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number three. Usually I'll call these things botches. All right. But when Toyota jumped to the top rope, once again, just in one jump to the top rope, almost lost her footing, hits a plancha. Again, I'm popping because I have I've just I've not seen a woman do something that creative, let alone being in like what not the early nineties. So it was ninety-four. Ninety-four. Like this is is that's not typical. Um anyway. Uh then she heads back to the top row and hits a drop kick to the outside. Then she pulls a table out. And this isn't one of those WWE, you know, perforated tables. This is like uh, look like Mr. Varnum may have built it back in eighty two. <laughs> All I'm saying is when Toyota put Kong through that table, the only thing they gave away were the two front legs. That's all. But uh, that was just a – it's just a really cool spot. Um, and those, like – what is up with the Japanese tables? Why are they so tiny? They're, t- they're tiny people, Cookie. Oh, I, I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. Aaron, are you, what are you doing right now? You're supposed to be responding, and what are you doing? No, Aaron's on the phone with this pizza person. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh, Mike, would you do the honors for me? Uh, number four. Thank you. Uh, the Poison Rana off of the top rope. For anyone that doesn't know what a Poison Rana is, it's a reverse Hurricane Rana off of the top rope. Disgusting. And Aja Kong literally lands on the back of her neck. The suplexes. Each of them land on the back of their neck. Toyota tried to hit a sunset flip again. Akon countered it and basically dropped all that 250 pounds of weight on her chest, a.k.a. a bonsai drop, if you know what I'm saying. 
back fist, falcon arrow for good measure, and your winner is Aja Kong. Cookie, would you let Aja Kong do that to your chest? I let Bull Nakano do it to my chest. Aja <laughs> Kong? Dude, I can think, I tell you I when, that. when Toyota took that to her chest, it was one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, yes, I, I would not take that bump, especially at a buck 45. No, there's no way. Cause I, it's, I don't know. There's just too much, too much room for error. Anyway, all the praise to both of these women, but goddamn Toyota worked her ass off, worked her ass off. And it was just an amazing match. Uh, another 25 minute classic. Amazing. Any, uh, um, any honorable mentions cookie? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That bump that Toyota took. On the entranceway, it was like a running dominator. Oh, yeah. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Aaron? Yeah, I do. Some men don't take those hard-ass bumps, and Toyota took that shit. She's, uh, she's got my respect, and she did, she did like a backbend out of every kickout. I don't know if everyone, anyone noticed that. Yeah, she, she like really powered through, and they were really cool. And like she would scream like, ah! Like she's, it was cool. <laughs> And the one thing that she said, like you said, I, I kind of had it in my honorable mention, she's saying something in Japanese, and I don't know what it is, but I want to know what it is. Yeah. It, just, it was so cool. The lady's creative, fun to watch. Meltzer rated this a five-star match. Wow. I'm going to do the same exact thing. This is five cookies. No oh, shit. Yeah, man. all right. So hold on. Is that five and a Finn Balor, or is that just five? Is this a golden cookie nominee? This is definitely a golden cookie nominee. Wow. So no, okay. okay. That's a five and a thin ballot, 100%. So, Cookie, I'm glad that we're, like, so last year the theme was, like, we're getting you into Japanese-style wrestling, and the Joshi movement of the early 90s was very important, and you're appreciating that more through the window of, of seeing Bull Nakano and falling in love with her, and yeah. then her falling in love with you. So, like... Yeah. Your love, uh, like your relationship with Bull has gotten you into the Joshi uh, style. And, and are you appreciating it more now, now that I you're future wife? I appreciate it so much. I mean, Diane doesn't <laughs> know about this. We're going to keep this a secret. <laughs> I love what you just did. He just but, like, he looked. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's why for man. sure. <laughs> and this is all Japan wrestling, right? Bull and Aja, yeah. this is all, all Japan. Yeah, it's, uh, dude, think about that. Like, Maybe in the future we'll have – there is a cage match between Bull Nakano and Aja that is one of the most disgusting, like, like two heavyweight hitters, you know, just beating yeah. the shit out of each other. Oh, man. I, did some I watched research. a little bit of it today, and it was like Bull had, like, a, a rope, and she's, like, hanging Aja, and, like, Aja's got – like, it was just insane. That might be a hate crime, Aaron. I don't know. I yeah. might have to think about that. You know, she's half black. Did you know <laughs> yeah. that? No, no, no. We are not talking about that. <laughs> no, uh, I did some research on Aja Kong. She, her, her credentials and her list of championships span like I think like twenty years or something crazy yeah. like that. The lady, like I think her last title was a tag team titles with Awesome Kong. Yeah, she's been doing this for a very long time. Just a legit badass. But is it me or does Aja Kong's face paint look like the Wu Tang logo? <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can totally see that now. I know, right? But anyway, five cookies. I'll leave y'all with this. Konnichiwa, bitches. Wu-Tang! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
so uh, we're here at the, uh, the the spot that I'm most curious about this week. I don't know what we're going to review. Uh, Zane has something in store for us. Aaron. You know I can, like, edit this in, right? Yeah, but fuck that, man. This is organic, bro. <laughs> Aaron, let me, hold on. I got to talk like this, man. Hey, dude. No, <laughs> dig it. Zane fucking Dawson is on the fucking high spot. Eh? All right. And you know what? Tobert reached out to me, said he needed some help. He said, hey, man, can you fucking review my shit for me? I'm going to be out flying in the fucking outer space, okay? I need some help. I said, yeah, dude, whatever. Send me the match. He probably did take some edibles. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to fucking guess what match I have, Aaron? Uh, does it have the juicer? Uh, no juicer. Arachna man? Uh, any clowns? Any, no. cl- any little people? Uh, no, not a little people. Cookie, care to, care to guess? Cookie, you got to guess? Uh, Aaron, I just want to say that I might be in trouble because of this podcast, because Diane just said, I heard that, you fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Just blame it on Aaron. I am. I am it on Aaron. Aaron said, "Blame it on Aaron." Uh, so next week we're gonna have the welcome back to Wilmington uh, cookie. Uh, <laughs> the party. Cookie's gonna be living in my spare bedroom for the next uh, little while until he gets his feet back on the ground. Yeah, this Y'all is all a big place so you can get your DVDs back. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, can you bring that that old stack of DVDs you got? Yeah, I'll bring them. Uh, so Zane, what do you got for me? What? What? <laughs> oh, Aaron, we're back on the high spot. My match that Tobert gave me, okay, was a nice little tag team match. Okay, great match from guys that you are very familiar with, Aaron. Uh, okay. FTR? Ah, uh, no, not those guys. Uh, nah. You know, and I was going to stick to my damn baby face ways, but I'm turning full-blown eel. Aaron, it's the damn tag match of me and my brother against George and Charlie that uh, you've been yeah. fucking lying to me about that you didn't have. Sandbagger. Aaron, you motherfucker. So you know what? I'm fucking reviewing the tag team, the greatest fucking tag team match ever, Aaron. How did you find this match? Tobert gave it to me. How was it, How did Tobert give you this match, and why is it on my YouTube account? Listen, we don't. You don't need to fucking <laughs> ask questions, okay? We should have. We're, we're about to break fucking history and do what we should have been doing from the damn get go. You're a George South fan, and you should have this shit reviewing by now. But right, Tobert, I got you. And I'm going to fucking review this match. And I got five he- haikus for your bitch ass. Five? Yep. Five of them. Is it, are, are they like uh, Tobert's where he just switches one word around and he's no. like, oh, that's a well, totally different haiku. Uh, there might you, be a you were too attentive to the rest of the podcast to be writing these. <laughs> I, will <laughs> I will guarantee you that it will pop you guys. All right. Maybe All right. not you. All right. But here we go. First thing I noticed. Can I uh, eat while you're, you're, you're yeah, talking? Yeah, sure. Fucking eat your fucking cheesy bread. Extra, extra moist bestest. <laughs> moist bestest. Asbestos. Whatever. First thing I noticed about this great fucking tag classic that you should have posted uh, is the funnel cake and Hawaiian oh, shaved ice. I saw that, dude. Yeah, that was my first I saw time. that. Yes. I wanted, to, I wanted to know about this. Yes. Yes. That is a staple. And I read, wrote, written it down. The, the, they're a staple in any southern independent wrestling show. 
Okay. I, w- I would love to have a funnel cake right now. This, Anytime. I, I, I want so a funnel easy. cake machine. All you need is deep fryer. I mean, when you're done wrestling and you go out and get a free Hawaiian ice, like it's the shit, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> most of the time. All the bumps worth it. Yeah. Most of the time you weren't getting a hot dog and a handshake. It was a Hawaiian ice and a handshake. Maybe a fucking high five. But that's the first thing I noticed. The second thing I noticed is Charlie Dreamer's luscious locks flowing to the ring. Beautiful. They were, they were glorious. They don't make them like fucking Charlie Dreamer anymore. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, Charlie never stops being a baby face. There's no fucking gray area with him. Like, he'll never steal your fucking wallet. He's a, fu- he's a good guy. You know as soon as I heard Sweet Child of Mine play, I knew oh. that I was in for oh, a, a, a treat. And him and George together is fucking great. Baby doll tried to pop me. She was our manager, by the way, baby doll. But we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll not fucking talk about her too much. <laughs> she tried to pop me, but it's probably just because she wanted me. Um, uh, George might be the greatest wrestler to ever fucking wrestle. I, I can put it up there. Like, I'm serious. Him taking, him, him taking the baby face role and doing so many small things, like taking a tackle, then getting up and looking at the fans saying, I need your help. Then giving him a thumbs up, just something small like that, to 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 turn George from this evil, vile man that he plays one weekend to this homegrown like you just want to hug him, baby face. I mean, he he, it was the, it was the greatest thing. And Do you then remember were, where it took place? It was it, in, it was in Seagrove, North North Carolina, kind of outside of Ashboro. Right? Anderson Brothers Classic. George That's right. George would put on these tag tournaments every year, and it was a big fundraiser for the. Um, like a, the, the school or wherever we would do it. But it was pretty much in Seagrove every year. And, and we loved being a part of it because he would get tag teams from all over and they loved George, so they would just come work. But seeing those kids chant his name, and he's, a, he's not a, you know, he's not a fucking bodybuilder. You know what I mean? He's not a, 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 a super athletic, flippy kind of guy. And to see the whole entire crowd here, chanting for George this I mean I love George but this old man and they're cheering for him to beat up these two big guys Uh, I mean he he doesn't look like a superhero but it's all about the connection then when the crowd start chanting and cheering he says we got him now buddy (laughs) I love it we got him now buddy and then he's able to get the upper hand like it was the people cheering that helped him get the top wrist lock that's right beautiful you know what I mean uh the beard spot Yes. You guys, yeah. did you see? I, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you fucking watched this match, Aaron. I did. I watched it 28 times. <laughs> but the beard spot, all on the fly, mind you. Now, this match wasn't no fucking put together, fucking, hey, let's do this, this, this in the back. Going behind the curtain a little bit. George, don't let you do that shit. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay? I like that. When, when you used to come to George's shows, it was forbid for you to call a match in the back. He would literally deliberately come up to you when your music's playing and tell you that your match has changed if he saw you going over your match. So it was a no-no. So all this shit was on the fly. This entire match was on the fly. Um, Double beard grab, double toe stomp, windmill eye pokes. And then he looks at Charlie and says, want me to tag my partner? Crowd goes (laughs) apeshit. Greatness. It was great. Charlie Dreamer is is Ricky Steamboat reincarnated. So smooth, could arm drag the hell out of you. Like, just out of nowhere. He's, he's the greatest baby face to ever wrestle. So glad I was trained to body slam the right way because <laughs> George would have chewed me out if I would have scooped his head. Brother, listen, when you, that's what I was telling you, Cookie, about the body slam. George will explain it. Why are you going to scoop his head 
when he should fall right out of your hands. Don't scoop his head. So I didn't. And I was proud of myself watching it back that I didn't fucking scoop George's head because he'd have killed me. Uh, very good, big boy. Very good, big boy. Love when George calls a spot and I nail it. Just, you know what I mean? <laughs> just, just a back elbow. It was something duck two, drop down, leapfrog. Or I didn't leapfrog, but just duck three and give it back elbow. And it was great. I love it. I love when I do good for George. You know what I mean? That's pretty much all I read. He's, yeah, he's all that matters that, these days. Like, I, I don't even, like, I asked George, George, did you think my match was okay? That's all I care about. As, as, as long as he loved it. I don't, I don't even care. They had great tag spots. Punch in the gut, knee lift from George. Did you see that? Yes. He ran toward the rope. Ah, 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 <laughs> and fucking knee lifted. It was, it was beautiful. George could, uh, could come up with the so, so much on the fly. Just see, just calling spots with me and Dave and just everything's on the fly. Uh, I got a bone to pick with you, by the way, Aaron, yeah. about some shit you did in this match. What did I do? <laughs> Let me get to it. COVID. Fuck. Okay. Uh, real wrestling. Storytelling. 30 minutes of fucking wrestling, dude. Like you were talking about in your match, Mike. It's, it, you don't have to do all the kinds of crazy shit, man. If you have a good story, that's all you need, man. Like I said, George isn't a bodybuilder. Charlie wasn't a bodybuilder, but they loved them because they were in that role and they could do everything the right way. It's great. George doing rock and roll spots to pop Ricky Morton in the back. Like, it was just great. Called it to Charlie, the waist lock pickup drop kick. Looks right at Ricky after he smiles. And then over the PA, you hear the announcer say, very rock and rollish. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Uh, you know it's a George show when that's said. George had to get his Wahoo chop on me. Before before he uh before he goes into the heat, George took the heat. By the way, he did. He took the heat. Normally, Charlie Dreamer's the heat guy. You know, Charlie Dreamer's the heat guy. His his partner would be the cheerleader, but George took the heat. George loved George's like relationship with Charlie. Is something special. Oh right? man, it's 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 like none other. Yeah. He's I we blame Charlie Dreamer for uh, making George soft. Because he, I, I mean, they they were literally like, if if Charlie Dreamer was transported back to the '80s, they would have been riding together. Oh yeah. Oh, they would have because they became best friends. Yeah. They Love the same music. You know, Charlie don't care if George puts the Journey Best of Journey CD on repeat. He's singing a ride along with yeah. him. But yeah, yeah, they're 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 great friends. A uh, couple of slip ups, but fans wouldn't know it's improv. You know what I mean? There's a little miscommunication when you're doing shit on the fly, but professional people know how to like cover it up to where, you know, people don't know what they're talking about. Look at me. I'm exposing it. You know Thank I mean? you. Talking about cover ups. Yeah. Charlie was the greatest cheerleader from the corner. He knew when he needed to get the crowd up, especially at the right times. Like he knew when George was wanting to lay there, he knew whenever he needed to get the crowd up and he did so in this match. It was just, I can't say enough good stuff about Charlie dreamer. Like everybody that wrestles, regardless if you're baby face or heel, you should watch Charlie Dreamer stuff because that's how you do it. Like that in any, in any way, it's just, it was such a special time, like in Southeastern North Carolina, that wrestling scene that we had here, um, having you, your brother, KC, Charlie, Daniel, like it was, there was a role for each person yeah. and they were all playing the roles perfectly yeah. where they were like, it was amazing. Like, yeah, it was we had such a good stuff. We had something special, man. And then, honestly, let me 
turn babyface for a second when you came along and accentuated all that and showed more people than the little people at the Civic Town right. Fire Department. You know, <laughs> you at my you, favorite venue, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You would you you you'd film the stuff and put it online, and that showed showed more people. I mean, a lot of people got bookings off of what you did. So I mean, that group with you added in the mix, like it just was like a powerhouse and something special that we you you realize you had it now yeah you know what i mean but at the time it's just oh these are our buddies and yeah all, what know. uh what happened to aaron you know from being the guy that he was back then to now though? dude i mean he fucking i don't know he he just stopped answering my phone He's calls changed. i would try to hey man is there any you know videos or stuff that we can nothing man i hear from him for like two years if i hear the word video come out of zane's mouth one more time what are you gonna do here yeah! <laughs> So dig it. Here's my bone. Aaron zoomed in trying to catch hey, George. That was not me. Oh, oh, I was it was not the camera guy. Was this Did Terrence Dollard? Yes, Terrence Dollard. I'm calling. You're on the fucking high spot shit list, man. Did you not see me running around on the? Yeah, apron? but you fucking do that so you can. Terrence listens to the podcast. You, so does. you, yeah, but you do that so you can pass blame on people and say, "Look, I'm filming on the thing." Now you do all of it. Fuck. I don't. I he don't. lost that. Anyways, Terrence Dollard tried to zoom in and catch George calling spots. Now, this was one of my favorite parts of the whole match, and I don't know if you guys fucking caught it, but George getting mad at the ref while selling yes. around in a chin lock to grab the ref by the pants and yanks him down, and the ref bumps backwards and to bring him back in front of him to check him. I remember him cutting a promo right then in the middle, and you can watch it on the thing. Uh, you need to be right here checking on me, fruit. Like he's screaming. <laughs> then he starts clapping <laughs> in mid yell. You need to be right here checking on me. Come on, fans. Like that. <laughs> so I'll just say this refs, you need to fucking do better. You know what I'm saying? Come on, stop. Yeah, I didn't recognize that ref. I Dude, never recognized that Shits, man. Okay. He's probably sold 12 tickets for George, and that's why he's reffing on the show. <laughs> But, dude, storytelling. The story of this match was that we, me and my brother, we kept taking advantage of the ref's back being turned. Manipulation of the ref and all of our spots, quote, unquote, were geared towards us turning the ref around and cheating. Makes that tag that the ref finally sees the biggest, you know? Yeah. So we geared everything around that. Uh, Dave asking George if he wanted to hit our enziguri <laughs> during the match. <laughs> trying to contribute to the fun by calling something to George. George said, what the heck is that? And then George just kicks him off of it. <laughs> uh, butterfly suplex to Dave Dawson. That was, yes. Let me tell you, I watched the match George and uh, uh, Flair the other day, and Flair did it to him, and I always thought that that's why George does it. You know what I mean? But he did it to my brother. People are ready for the hot tag, but he had to hit the flying burrito, son. He's got to do his Wahoo chop and his flying burrito when he's having a good time. I love it. It's the greatest thing in the world. Charlie gets the big hot tag, comes in hot. One minute remains in this 30-minute time of the match, guys. Uh, Charlie has been chomping at the bit. He has to finish as fast. Time limit finish. Super kick. Match was over, and the time runs out. Neither team advances in the tournament. Crowd wants five more minutes, Aaron. You see – how the, the world could have won five more minutes to this right. match. But now I have to audio Lee. Is that a fucking word? No. Uh, well, it is fucking now. I have to audio, audio Lee tell these people about this time of the finish. Great, greatest fucking, fucking shit in the world. Um, 
George and Charlie aren't happy and commenced to beating the fucking shit out of us after the match is over. Chairs, water bottles, fucking everything. It was great. Seagrove, North Carolina. That's how we handle business at the Anderson Brothers Tournament. (laughs) It was the greatest match in the world, but that is my review on one of the greatest matches that the world never saw. Well, they don't see it now. Well, that's because Tolbert had to fucking hijack your damn hard drive or something. I don't fucking it's know. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. All right, man. Uh, so, so give me some haikus. Uh, like, oh, you, you, said you, haiku. have, you said you have 15 of them. So. Uh, oh, oh, you want a haiku, dude? I do. You sh- are, uh, Aaron, are you, uh, are you sure you're ready for my fucking haikus? Yes. All right. Well, here you go. <laughs> Aaron? Aaron, I got six fucking oh haikus for you. Five. Wrap it up, boy. First one. You ready? <laughs> Fuck that. Tober, I'm doing you damn justice, and I'm going to flame his ass. You ready, Cookie? Yeah, I'm ready. Count with me, guys. Aaron is a dick <laughs> for not posting this great match. <laughs> Terry Funk would cry. Oh. Hold on. We ain't done. Aaron's a douchebag <laughs> for keeping this to himself. Tolbert exposed you. <laughs> Aaron is the shit. <laughs> Funk would be disappointed for you not posting. Aaron is an ass. <laughs> Wait until I tell George South. Ah, post it, you fruit. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But seriously, I got one. Right. Okay, this is the real one. All right. George is the greatest. Charlie is Ricky Steamboat. Real pro wrestling. <laughs> there there we go. Go. Great job. There we, there go. we go. That was amazing. Dane, I, I feel that you you actually did that spot justice. Um, oh. It was not the funny ha-ha stuff that we usually have on the uh, oh, well, stuff, you, and it was a good match. It was yeah. a very good match. To, to, we had three 30-minute matches this week on $2 steak. Each match was a classic bout uh, so next week, that means that we're going to have some some crazy shit. And yeah, some crazy shit. flaming yeah, tables yeah, and light bulbs we, and shit. We need to go back to the what, what, how the sausage is made here. We need to go back to our roots. To fucking roots, man. Fucking mm-hmm. right. Leo Russ just light tube somebody, I think, this weekend. Yeah, and, and, and I think Joey Janela wrestled uh, the, yeah. the, the living doll. A fucking mountain lion or yeah. something. I don't know. He did. <laughs> He wrestled a yeah. Tolbert might be wrestling a bear this weekend. Yeah, that's right. So, so if if Tolbert wrestles a bear this weekend, and he uh, if, if his wife his his wonderful wife has the wherewithal to record it, that will be his high spot next week. 100%. Will be Tolbert. Uh, well, if he's out of the hospital, if not, I'm gonna have you on stand. Excuse hey, me, standby. I'll review it, man. Fucking it, it. Tolbert. I'll pray for you, <laughs> but if it's you getting ripped the fuck apart, man, I got to do a fucking hot about it. <laughs> Tolbert is now dead. Right Tolbert there? is. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to $2 Steak, a pro wrestling podcast. <laughs>